time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome back to the Alan Mead Experience. My name is Alan Mead. I'm your host. I'm a dentist, a podcaster, and a, a mid-80s historian at least for this episode. Uh, I'm very excited. This is an episode that's been hatching in my brain for quite some time. Uh, with me is, uh, honestly, a childhood friend, or at least adolescencehood friend of mine, uh, who who is willing to come on the show and talk a little bit about the, the mid-'80s. Welcome to the show, Richard Heen. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, trying to, trying to stay warm. <laughs> that's good. Now, okay, Rich, so. where are you right now? Where do you live? So I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Okay. And that's where it's really funny. So my, my story with Rich started in like seventh grade, which is, right. it's gotta be 82, right. 83, something like that. Cause you moved, yeah, you moved to Midland from St. Louis area, right? From St. Louis. But the fact that I'm in St. Louis now is not, I mean, I didn't go back home or anything. Yeah. Um, when I moved here, I came to Missouri for college after um, after high school and yep. met a girl who lived, who was from St. Louis and, uh, we've been married ever since. There so. you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it is interesting. You sort of, that was always sort of the pull Midland always felt like, uh, to me, what I knew of you, it always felt like it was, it was never quite home, even though it was home for what, six years or eight years or whatever, when you were there, but you were always, <laughs> St. Louis was always, was always in, in your heart. I think when I knew you. That's exactly right. And I think some of that comes from, you know, where you live when you go through certain formative experiences or whatever. And sure. Just St. Louis always had, did always have that pull for me. Definitely. And, so, go ahead, and Midland definitely wasn't, wasn't home. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, just to give the listeners a little bit of, uh, I grew up in Midland. I was born here. I grew up here. Uh, I still live in Midland, technically. I live west of town, but I, even though I practice in Saginaw, I, I live in Midland. So this kind of this is pretty much home that I've known forever. And um, Rich came into town right before seventh grade. And he was, he actually sort of lived in my neighborhood. This was back in a time when, um, it's really funny, I, I drive my kids through our neighborhood quite often, Rich. Like <laughs> when I'm, there's no reason for me to be out there either because Cook School's gone now. Like they, they yeah. demolished Cook School. There's a park there and everything. But like literally, there's no real reason except I get very nostalgic. It's weird, right? Like I'm, I'll drive through the neighborhood. I'll see your house. Your, first off, your parents had the coolest house in in the whole neighborhood. <laughs> Rich's Rich's house was like most of the houses in this neighborhood were built probably in the oh I'd say the relatively early seventies. You know, through maybe the early eighties. Rich's house was very modern. His his parents' house was very modern. So I it and it still it still sticks out in that neighborhood as being a very modern kind of uh, angular looking house. It's very cool. Mm. Yeah, there are a few other houses that had sort of that contemporary design, but it was it had this strange two peak um, design. But the thing about that house that I remember is how cold my room was because it was right over the garage. It was, and, you know, it was. <laughs> your room was over the garage. I never realized that until right now. That's so funny. What a Michigan thing, too, right? Like, oh, but totally. but they blended it. They blended it right in. Like it it wasn't you know it was built into the house that way, but it was the garage was totally there. Oh. And you had like really weird, t the ceilings were tall, but in an mm -hmm. angular way. Like it was yeah. like, it was like peaked and it was, I, it was very cool. Like I'm very, I very much remember that. Now the thing about Rich in 1982 was that Rich had computers. <laughs> Rich had, Rich had, <laughs> I mean, I think probably I, we had, we probably had an Atari 2600 maybe. Like it was my sister and I, my sister's mm -hmm. two years older than I am. And there were, you know, there were tons of kids around the neighborhood. So I, you know, this was like a relatively idyllic, you know, mid seventies, early eighties childhood. I, we had lots of friends to play with, but come seventh grade, you know, junior high changes things. And, and rich, I just, I don't even know how we met. Like literally you were just the new kid in the neighborhood. We might've met on the bus for crying out loud. I, I, I think we may have met through some people who were just sort of roaming the neighborhood okay, and they saw okay. there was a new kid. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't remember the actual meeting necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was, it was early on in seventh grade. Like it was right. It might've been it before was. it was before seventh grade started. And we were, 
the the situation then was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade was junior high, and then tenth, eleventh, right. twelfth grade was high school. It's different now. They go uh, Dow High is ninth through twelfth now, uh, hmm. and and wow. so Jefferson is sixth through eighth, which is crazy. My like my son is going to go to Jefferson. Sean's going to go to Jefferson next year. Cool, which freaks me out because he yeah. they've been in schools that I have that I didn't attend. But now now right. when I go to Sean's school, it's going to be the, the junior high I went to. You, How weird yeah. is that? Yeah, we we moved in right before, like two days before seventh grade started. Yeah. yeah. Oh, seventh grade is brutal too because seventh oh. grade is like like adolescence is starting, and everyone has to take swimming. You remember that? Oh god. Oh man, yeah. Like like because because oh. like like seventh grade isn't awkward enough, but it's you got to take swimming. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> it's great if you had it like sixth or seventh hour, you'd have to go to the bus with your hair wet and your hair freeze and, and stuff. And I and I did, and it was in the winter. Of course, winter is all year long in Michigan. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's, that's May. We're talking yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we the thing that Rich had though was like Rich was had computers more so than than the rest of us did. And I, what I remember vividly was the like first off, you really had you had had computers for a while too because you were really really good with them. You had an Atari four hundred. Uh, I think to start. It, yeah, it had that flat keyboard. Yeah, the peanut butter and jelly keyboards, which exactly. yeah, I mean, like it had a flat keyboard. You could you could spill your soda on it; wouldn't matter at all. And, but and, you had and, you had a you had like a separate keyboard for it. Like you had a faster typing keyboard for it. Yeah, it was you know um, now it looks ancient, but it was one of those big keyboards that was um, that was on most computers at the time. Yeah, and it was called a side writer. Yeah, so you plug plugged it into the back with this really wide i remember the cable. cable the cable was super <laughs> wide right like it, it, was, it was like a ribbon it was so wide i remember exactly that vividly was. why yep. do i remember that but i totally do <laughs> and so and i remember at one point you upgraded to an atari 800 and then you were sort of all business with i'm pretty sure is that right or am i wrong about that um, eventually i upgraded to the later model than the 800 okay. it was the 130 xe or Ooh, something wow. like that wow that's hot <laughs> Yeah, and it had the crazy amount of 128k of RAM. I love that man. That is so. <laughs> Which awesome. was, but I, I mean, I don't know why I remember this little detail, but the processor wasn't powerful enough to use all of that RAM. So yeah, it, it wasn't actually like having that much. Like that's even that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it just it's funny because the when that Moore, Moore's law where basically computing power doubles every every x amount of time and it's just and and it's it's essentially exponential but at the time we yeah. thought it was pretty hot stuff cuz we didn't have anything right like it was a, right. this was all this was all and so at the time you know I would go over and and Rich had he had a big TV and like it was a, I don't think it was a monitor I think it was a, well maybe it was was it a monitor or was it a colored TV it, I can't remember it was big it whatever. was it was a it was a color television. I mean, it, it was big for the time. Sure, but it certainly sure wouldn't be tiny. big now. I no, think I'm it sure was it's tiny. Exactly, fifteen inches or something. And it like probably that, had a but... tube as well. So yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big, and so you had a big desk full of computer stuff. And I think we had a, you had a lot of games. I, I think I, uh-huh. what I remember, I was just telling you this. Everyone has to go. I'll I'll put this in the show notes. This is totally worth it. Uh, the game that I remember most vividly is called Jumpman Junior, and the the reason he apparently you had Jumpman, but the the music that like basically brings me back to 1983 mm-hmm. is the music from Jumpman Junior, and uh, you were excellent at Jumpman Junior. I remember you could play that it played at different speeds, and you'd play right. it at this at this just blazingly this fast crazy speed, crazy high speed. Yeah, it, I it, mean, I tried to play it a few weeks ago because there's some emulator online, and it I. I died on like the third level or something, and I couldn't do it anymore. But am I old or am I just out of practice? Well, jump, of course, Jumpman <laughs> and Jumpman Junior were the predecessors of Donkey Kong. Like I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm relatively I I, certain, or may, maybe it was, maybe it was the home version of Donkey Kong. Don, I'm trying to think when would Donkey Kong have come out? I, I think, I think that they may have been one inspired the other. I don't yeah, think. That, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, that, they're probably 1983 was probably around the time Donkey Kong was a thing. Anyhow, maybe even earlier. So I think I think that yeah. So, but they were they were similar climbing style games. But the bottom line is, I remember you had Jumpman and like, I don't even know that. I, I wonder was ColecoVision a thing at that point? It probably was actually. It probably was. Yeah. So I don't I don't it in any case. Might have been. ColecoVision might have been kind of over by then. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And what you remember ColecoVision was all that was like the hottest graphics at the time. That was supposedly right. as good the graphics were as good as the video game and all that stuff. 
And uh, I don't know if, you know, for people who are listening, I, I suspect a lot of my listeners are probably quite a bit younger than we are. I'm sure that they <laughs> they think we both have walkers and we, but this was, this was right. like, this was a pretty cutting edge for the pretty cutting edge for the time. Um, but the thing that I, the thing that I really was bringing you on for was just the chuckles about how, um, I mean, so tell us a little bit about your job. What do you do for a living? I, I, I know what you do, but it's like, it's so funny that you do this now compared to what you did as a kid. Right. So I, I work for a, a company called Atomic Dust and we do uh, branding and marketing and we make uh, websites for, for companies. Um, so most of the time right now, um, I'm writing brand strategies or writing copy for websites. Yep. Yep. I mean, you, you were, um, the one thing you can say about Rich, Rich was the guy who, um, you were doing either yearbook or journalism after school every day by the time we got to high school. And actually you did that some in junior high, but it was definitely high school where you I did. Just, yeah, yeah. You just lived there. And so yeah. it was between the paper and, and the yearbook and stuff. You just, that was, and you took, you took tons of photos for the yearbook, all that stuff. You've been a, a writer of some sort or doing that sort of thing basically for as long as I've known you. And, uh, that's it. Like, so it's no shock that you're doing that. Not that you're doing yearbooks. I would say atomic dust is probably a bigger deal than yearbooks, but, but let's face it. <laughs> if you're applying something like what you do now to what you did in high school, pretty much the same sort of thing. And, and rich, right. that's no exactly. surprise, no surprise to me at all that, that that's what rich ended up doing. And I'm, he's probably, you're not probably real surprised. I'm a dentist being that I, <laughs> my, my dad was a dentist. And, um, but it is, it's interesting that like we started out, Okay, so there wasn't an internet per se uh, when we were, you know, in seventh, eighth, ninth, even into you know into high school. There wasn't an internet in the same way. Like like there wasn't really even AOL dial up that I know of. You know, like like where there was a place you would dial into and and there was some kind of community. This was much. This was much more dispersed, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, I think that's the one thing that that um distinguishes it from the experience now is that you would dial into say the wizards connection which is one of the bulletin board systems yep. that we would yep. dial into was the wizards connection separate which one was the one the midland computer shop was the was also had a board and, and i'm trying they had to one um and then there was another one i don't remember the the name of it i don't either but but i think um wizards connection was one of the the bigger ones that was the big the one in the area yeah and then Midland Computer Shop was another another big one, and that was one that I think they had the capability to interconnect with other bulletin board systems on that same software. Okay, but I don't I don't know if they ever enabled it. Yeah. So so this was basically these were individual uh, bulletin boards where you would dial in, yeah, and it was like a local bulletin board. Yeah. Um, do you remember you remember what they called email? They called email basically email was was a direct message to someone else who was on this right. board. That was email. So the first or a, experience, or a private, a private message. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically it was like a private message. And I remember vividly that they called that email and I thought that was really high end. Um, <laughs> but, and then you would leave, you could have, it's so funny because the, the individual private stuff was really, was really not any big deal compared to, it was all about being on the bulletin boards, all about having a public posting that other people could read, you know? Right. And, and they had, they had threaded forums just like they do now, on, sure. you know, virtually every website. So the, what's so funny about it though, is that, that there was no such thing as like live anything, right? Like it was, it was, a, you know, you, a lot of these places, they were really, really fast and a big deal if they had, you know, three or four nodes where three or four computers could be on at one time. And I don't remember oh, right. ever, ever actually like being on at the, knowing if you were on at the same time as anyone else. I don't, I don't remember that. Could no, you actually, I don't think so. I don't think you could I, either. I think, I, I think with like for, with Wizards Connection, cause that was a, a single guy in a house who owned, you know, this, this board, he had one phone line. So only one person. <laughs> so, I think, so that was, that's all got, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's really, it's funny to think that, yeah, I mean, and, and, and when you think about that, like. I'm sure you and I thought the idea of having our own bulletin board would be so fanciful at that point. Like, like just the commitment that a guy had to have to have the wizard's connection or whatever a bulletin board, uh, must've oh, right. been just something else, right? Like this is like, 
Oh, and I remember that the Midland Computer Shop had multiple nodes, but I think mm-hmm. I think all the cool kids were on that Wizards Connection one. That's where that's oh, where yeah. all the action was. Yeah. And I thought about it. I, I wanted to set one up and I talked to my parents about it and they said, well, if you could pay for the phone line and I looked into it and it was, you know, one phone line was too expensive for yeah, a yeah. kid in high school yeah. working at McDonald's so yeah. I, <laughs> or, or especially junior high so yeah. where I didn't have a job. So, And I'm trying to remember, I mean, I kind of think we were doing this stuff even during, we must have been more into it in high school, but I kind yeah, of I remember just, junior high like still being a thing too. Now I haven't ever had Clay on on this podcast before, but I actually had I had uh, I had dinner with Clay like a month or so ago, a month and a half ago. I met him down in Detroit, and cool. uh, and we <laughs> this was right when I had asked you the first time to be on this podcast, and and he said he would do it sometime too. So sometime I'm going to get on with him. But but Clay, like, so we had some friends that had computers that would do this stuff, but like a lot of the people that you would quote unquote know from the bulletin board. They were, they were a mystery to me. I did not know who they were like at all. They were, they were these characters in my brain at this point. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I think maybe I met one or two people in person or IRL as they would say now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I only met one or two people over the course of, you know, five or six years of being online. Sure. Well, I actually figured out in, in high school, I figured out, that's what it was. We we definitely had to have been on in junior high because I remember, I remember like a few of the people. I came to realize in high school who they were and that they were these people. <laughs> it's like that's creepy. Like I, it was almost more fun to it was almost more fun to not know who they were. And and yeah. as as a rule, I think we used we used you know pen names and stuff. I don't think anyone ever used their real name at this point. No, either. no, not at all. I can only imagine. You know how political everything is on Facebook and everything now. <laughs> Like, like it was just, I don't remember it being like that because this was such a new thing to that, that you would actually have this character that's yourself. And it's, it's essentially the only thing that people have of you is text that you wrote. Like there, I don't, right. I don't think anyone was like sending digital photography was kind of not a thing, you know? Um, and actually even images were kind of, kind of rare at this point because the, just the bandwidth wasn't there. Right. It was, everything was so slow. I remember I, I downloaded one or two pictures and it takes, you know, and it took an hour and a yeah, half to download yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't worth it. That's it's some, that's mountains. I've seen those before. Exactly. So. I, exactly. <laughs> well, it would take you as long to drive there as it would to like right. download this. Exactly. But my, my, what I remember is, you know, when I was in dental school, I get the first time I actually got a modem of my own where I could, I could like, basically I was limited to either what the school allowed I didn't have an email address in college. Like I didn't, Hmm. I didn't, the first email address that I ever had and used was in dental school. And it was, uh, it was one of those things. It was the one that was given to me by the dental school. So it was like, uh, M E A D zero zero five eight. Uh, Oh God, it was, it was really, it was, uh, at TC dot UMN dot EDU dot gold. There was gold and maroon. Like you were either on the gold server or the maroon (laughs) server. This was, this was old school. Even then, I mean, so like the mid nineties, this had not gotten that much further along. And I remember having a, uh, a 1200, no, no, no. A buddy of mine had given me a modem that he wasn't using. It was a 400 baud modem, man. I was psyched though. Cause I could be, I yeah. could be online, you know, I could use my phone right. and I could. And so I'm thinking that was about as much as we ever had when we were messing around with it in, in junior high and high school. And yeah, I think we, I had a 300 baud modem to start. Um, and it wasn't the type, you know, like you saw in war games or something that you had to put the, the phone, phone receiver on. Yeah, down. Yeah. And, yeah. But, um, you did have to, you know, you obviously plug the phone line in and it was so slow. You could almost see letters coming in across the yeah, screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it had that, it had that classic screech when it, like each modem had a different, different sounding screech when it would, when it would dial yep. into the phone. It was, it's funny to think like that. And you would pay an arm and a leg for a phone line. I mean, like phone. Right. I, remember, I remember in dental school, it was very expensive to have a phone line. That, and heaven forbid, it, you try and dial out on it. It was oh, so slow. Right. <laughs> we right. take we take a lot for granted now. I'm just saying, we take a lot for granted right now. Oh, that I can just turn on my computer and we're talking and we're not using a phone line at all. Yep. <laughs> it's it's sort of but, crazy. I I remember how heady it was though to think that that we were sort of. It's it's ironic that that the way the bulletin board systems worked then are not that different now in, in a lot of like structural ways, like, like they're, you know, uh, each, each thread or each conversation is added to sort of bit by bit. Like if you're on Facebook or if you're on, 
any any dentist listening probably know Dental Town is a classic bulletin board. Like they still are essentially a bulletin board. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. not really a chat functionality so much on there as it, like there is, you know, with Facebook. Essentially, you can do live chat. You could never do that with us, but I mean, it's still it's sequential posting. I mean, it's it's like when you think about it, it's not very high tech in 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 some ways, except how how it's delivered on Facebook and stuff. But it, but but the form hasn't changed all that much, which it sort of blows my mind a little bit. Right, I've I've thought about that a little bit that everything seems much more you know if you think if you look at it in isolation it maybe it seems revolutionary but it's all been so evolutionary there's been just little things added here and there but overall it's basically the same thing and i'm just as obsessive about checking my yes. email or the yes latest forum posts as i was then <laughs> you, you remember the worst thing in the world when first off okay so if you can picture rich and i probably in like ninth grade if I wasn't sleeping over, I might as well have been because, I mean, my house was, you could walk between our houses in I mean, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And if I had my bike, it was two minutes, you know, like, like you were just right down the road. And so if I wasn't sleeping over, I was there till, you know, 11 at night or midnight. And I, like, I remember on, you know, on a weekend night or a Friday night, you'd put something up there. You'd have some bodacious thing you just said. And then the thing that was killing you was to wait for someone to respond to it, and, and how. So, and the worst thing ever was when you'd get a busy signal. And you're like, oh, someone's on there. We can't, you know, like <laughs> you had to wait. You you like you'd put your your obnoxious thing that you put up there, or your or your provocative statement, and then you had to hang up because you had to let someone else dial in. You know, the person right. who's clearly waiting to respond to your snarky comment. <laughs> you had to wait to let them <laughs> dial in to put it in there. Oh my gosh! And so I, I suspect we had uh, we played Jumpman and and uh, <laughs> and watched TV and stuff <laughs> while we were waiting for people to respond to our snarky right. things. Oh my gosh, I remember and, that and now, vividly. And now while I'm watching TV, I'll post something snarky on Facebook, and if somebody doesn't like it right away, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because that's like like that little dopamine hit started back when we were in ninth grade. So it's no wonder that the Gen Xers like us are so obsessed with. Because we're oh. not the we're not the only you know kids who were in you know in junior high and high school in the mid eighties that 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 were doing this. This was still relative. I mean, it was it was low tech compared to now, but it was there were plenty of people that were doing this. So it's like we had our start there. There are a lot fewer of us than there are certainly now that are doing this sort of thing. Oh yeah, everyone's oh, yeah. doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're but. we're sort of chuckling. You're literally sitting in your son's. Your son is in college right now, and you're in his room using using the gear that he used to use for creating YouTube videos. Right. So I mean, right. he he exactly. grew up with it, even though he you know he's he's a college student. He grew up with it. My kids, who are you know eleven and eight, they've never known a time when they couldn't like grab my phone or or grab an iPad or whatever and like be online they've just never known anything but that you know they yeah. can you imagine if they had to wait for anything <laughs> like <laughs> like i mean like everything's instant like you if you want to know anything about anything there is a youtube video on it and my kids are awesome at searching it it's creepy right there there are no more questions in the world Seriously. Seem like. <laughs> well, okay with that in mind you remember when we had to do research for any kind of a you know let's let's just say in high school we were doing a, a project well, okay, this is I thought of this. This is this will embarrass you, but I'm sure it's awesome. So, Rich and I in 10th grade had Mr. Anderson's world history class together. And we had to uh like the second I think I think there were like three marking periods a year or something like that. And the, and the feature of Mr. Anderson's thing was you had to do a written report, an oral report and like a group report that was a that was like also an oral report something like that. Each mm-hmm. each marking quarter you would have to do one of these things rich and i were partners and i remember we did something on classical <laughs> music it might have been on on js bach actually i, I remember I, you know where I, i'm going this, right somehow i knew exactly what you were going to do yeah what's so funny about <laughs> it okay so we did that we had to do the oral report we had to like present on something what's awesome is rich had this little piece of software on his computer that played a fugue and it had like little it had a little bit of a graphical it was real basic if i remember correctly but it was it had a graphical yeah. interface and it was like several minutes long and and we wheeled in a uh, like a computer monitor and hooked up hooked up riches. I don't know if we did video or whatever, but everyone was just enthralled with the fact that we're describing what a fugue is. And then we hit a button, and there's this this like computer uh, rim. I don't right. know. It's just, yeah, it's basically showed a computer that showed what a fugue is in in this graphical format. And of course, 
we crushed it on that. I'm pretty sure. And it was something we <laughs> yeah. didn't, we didn't like, we didn't tell anyone that we didn't write it. We just happened to find it or we just happened to have it or whatever. It did deliver the point that this is what it was, but it was one of these things where like being able to show something like a computer in 10th grade, could, we could not have seemed any more high tech and amazing. I, I don't think. I remember, I remember the, the look on Mr. Anderson's face and his mouth just open. It was awesome. It, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was a great teacher and a sweet guy anyhow, but we really like, we, we sort of, we took him at his word and we, we really did it. I, I remember too, cause it was great. No one knew what we were going to do with that monitor. It was so awesome. <laughs> the, the the way we I had to do that is I hooked up a VCR yeah to my to my Atari four hundred that's what it was that's what it was. was yeah and and then recorded it through that and recorded the output because everything was through a TV then you didn't have separate yeah. monitors necessarily for those kinds of computers yeah and it was <laughs> I think about it again how you know I had wires everywhere trying to figure this out and it was you know the the sound was terrible by the base <laughs> oh yeah but, oh yeah <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool and this it was this very simple graphic of these four white boxes that went back and forth yeah. to the music to show the repeating voices yeah exactly i i just remember i remember first off too is i think we had to do like a 20 minute presentation what was cool is this was like four or five minutes of our presentation so <laughs> exactly. so, so we only we only had to come up with 15 minutes of the presentation it was so great i just remember vividly going yes we've got this one that's so funny um, and we could have stood there for the other 15 minutes after that. Because everyone else was so that. impressed with it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so, I mean, what's funny, too, is that, like, I remember vividly that, like, computers were coming on then. You remember they remember they had, uh, remember Jefferson, they had the, like, Jefferson and Dow High, actually, both of them were sort of, sort of built around this fishbowl sort of library media center thing. Like, they're... Right. The, the computer labs were all down down some stairs, and there were these windows and everything like that. And they are. Now I think of it, both those schools had libraries that were like, they were sort of basement libraries with with windows up that you, so if you're walking down the hall, you could look down into the, into the library. And the computer labs right. were also down in that little hole. And I remember having, uh, they didn't really make us do computer stuff in junior high that I remember. We didn't have to do a ton. Like occasionally a math class would go in and try and do some basic programming. But they had a bunch right. of Franklin. They were they were you know they were knockoff computers. They were clones, mm -hmm. uh, IBM cloned computers, and we had access to those to some extent. But really, I don't remember having much access to to computers that were usable in high school at all. It was basically your computers that we used. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember I did a, a couple of basic programs in uh, eighth or ninth grade, probably at at Jefferson. But um, I don't remember doing much with computers at all in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, either. In in the actual school, I did you know my own stuff at home. But, sure. And then in uh, in the the in journalism class, we used digital typesetters. We didn't even use Macs or 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 anything at that point. So they so, were they were I, they were all machines on on their own software, right? They were the kind of yep. their own. They were they were specific to that. Okay. Right. Right. So yeah, um, and and I sort of wished that we could use Macs because I hadn't used them very much at that point. Sure, um, but um, we we didn't have any, so we were you know, it was a completely different system. I remember uh, <clears throat> I remember Sunquist had a Mac. Uh, he had an early Mac, but mm -hmm. you know what? God, that might have been when we were in college. Honestly, like like I don't remember anyone really having a Mac because remember uh, they had uh, remember they had Amigas. Remember the Midland uh -huh. Computer Shop. I remember being blown away and knowing we were in the computer age because I went into the Midland Computer Shop and they had an Apple II GS with really good speakers and a cool monitor. Right. And, and I, I color. Yeah, it exactly. Color. It was color. Wow. It was color. Like you had graphics <laughs> that were color. And that was that was really mind bending. And you're and of course both of us would have killed to have one, but they were expensive. You know, I mm -hmm. who knows? I you can only imagine how much they cost then and, and how little actual computing power there was there. But uh, I think it was it was probably a similar cost to what they would be now. Yeah. But in in those dollars, then it's a lot more. It was a lot more. <laughs> sure. Sure. And 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 you didn't have. You should have the usefulness, you know, you every single right. thing you might want to do, you had to buy a very specific piece of software for. Right. You know, and, and the reality is like, I think in the beginning, when when I first knew you when we were junior high, did you have you had a floppy disk drive then, didn't you? 
I did. And it was, again, one of those things that had to be jerry-rigged. It wasn't perfect. <laughs> it was this, you didn't, you didn't it buy was it right this, out of the box, yeah. No, it was off-brand something. I don't remember what the brand was, but it was this really sleek machine. But, um, you know, it was it didn't hold very much. <laughs> and I had all these all these discs, and it was really slow. And Well, you know, the, the floppy disk thing, of course, like, okay, so I had an Apple II C when I went to college. Like, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the computer we had probably when I was in high school. It is, for sure, because I remember, like, I didn't have anything but, um, I didn't have any, like, the software you buy, those discs were so flimsy, you know. You could right. you could potentially buy something and not have it work because the disc was, like, you know, it got too close to a magnet or something like that. Right. You know? <laughs> and and I remember going to college in, in uh, I had this little tiny monitor. It was a tiny green screen monitor, and it was huge compared to today. I mean, like it was, it was. I bet it was. I bet it was twelve inches across, if anything. And it was set right. up to work with the Apple II C, and basically it did word processing, and I think it would do a spreadsheet too. And and I had a dot matrix printer, and I had that was like more computer gear than anyone in college had. Like that was right. that was really pretty cutting edge. And I remember that the Apple II C had a little bit smaller form factor than like the 2E and the other things, and it had a handle mm. on it, and the handle yep. made it feel like it was portable. Portable. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was, It was. In, in no way was it actually portable, but it was, I mean, it seemed like it was. And I, right. I shoot, I remember typing, like I actually would, uh, when, my, when I was a freshman, I did I did papers for people. Like I'd type papers and print papers for people. I, I did it for a little while and realized, I mean, like, because I could type pretty quick. You could always mm-hmm. type really quick. And you yeah, t- yeah. T- okay, here's the question. So when I took typing in eighth grade, you were already you were already blazing fast. And I'm pretty sure I took typing just so I could like try and keep up with you. <laughs> but but you uh, you're you're a touch typist when I met you, but you also you don't your home row wasn't the the standard home row, right? Didn't you didn't you you kind of taught yourself, right? What what what's a home row? No, yeah. I mean <laughs> I I've never taken a typing class. I've yeah. never done anything like that. I learned to type on that flat keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. And to touch type on that flat keyboard, which was not easy because it doesn't have any any kind of indication where you are. Um, but yeah, well, what's I, so I funny though is like quickly. when I would when I would like, uh, I was you know, on an actual typewriter, and and that you know Mrs. Glines was teaching us how to type, you know, and and I'm like, this is not how Rich does it at all. Like <laughs> like, like like they told us to put our fingers where we normally, and and you just were super right. fast, and you did it what whatever way you did it. That's something that always amazed me. I'm like, how could he do that? You were you were such a maverick, Rich, as as and far I as the typist, yeah. Right. That's about the only way that I am, maybe. But. <laughs> but it worked for you. Now, here's the question. Did anyone ever bust you up about, about you not typing the right way or not really? Um, I suppose not, results results matter, right? <laughs> yeah, not not formally. I mean, I, I imagine if I typed the right way, I might be a little more accurate at times. Yeah. Because uh, once I really start going, I'm, I can get off pretty easily. Oh, me too, and- though. Me too, though. That's the, <laughs> I can type pretty quick, but I, I, I lose it pretty quickly, too. But I, I remember, like really wanting to be because you could type like crazy and i remember i i was i suspect i had you type stuff for me for school because you're so dang fast at it and <laughs> and you had all the gear to print the stuff that was the other thing too like you know when you remember it was really high end when you would if you were turning a paper in of some sort and it was printed like it was printed you could put it in a right. folder and you you could make you could kind of design on remember print shop remember the, oh, the print shop, print shop yeah. you could like design a really <laughs> cool cover for whatever paper was and and you figured you were that was that was half the battle, like having a visually pleasing paper for whatever instructor was was. I, uh, I remember the first paper that I turned in that was typed, and I think it was Mister Mackey in seventh uh, <laughs> grade. Science. I remember Mister Mackey. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, what, a, what a curmudgeon! I oh mean, well, he 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 was he was. If you want a picture, like a seventh grade science teacher from the nineteen fifties. And this was Mr. Mackey, right? And what, remember, he'd call everyone Satch. Oh, yeah. And I still have no idea who. I, he must have been talking about Louis Armstrong, I guess. But I, I don't know. He called everyone Satch. Meanwhile, you know, a, a couple years later, I actually, he was actually a really pretty cool guy. Like, like he was all right. And the other thing is, um, I remember they had a, a, a softball game, like like the ninth graders against the uh, the faculty at Jefferson. Mm-hmm. 
he was he he cranked it like I thought he was wow. I thought he's he was he was a real guy but because you only could picture him as the seventh grade science teacher you never knew that just sort of funny but so you you, <laughs> you handed in a, a a type paper to Mr. Mackey what did he think of it right he he looked at me and I mean he he I don't think he liked me very much <laughs> um but he he looked at me you know in that sort of the way that he could and he said how do I know this is actually yours oh my gosh oh that's where he went with it wow how about that. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I, I was, totally, and I was terrified. Sure. Sure. I didn't know what to do. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Think about that. Well, I mean, he, and of course, that was that happened, you know, soon enough. Probably other people were printing stuff, too. But that oh, was yeah. funny. I'll bet you were the first one you ever saw. Probably. In seventh and grade. That would have been 1982, 1983. So, yeah, you had yeah. a dot matrix printer, and that this was it, printer, man. And this printer was. I mean, right now, of course, now it would be terrible, but it didn't have descenders. So like the Y's and the P's didn't go below, below the line. Yeah. So it would just scrunch it all up in <laughs> in in the line. It was, I mean, it would, and it was loud. As yeah, anything. I remember. I, I remember I how loud it was. It was impressively I, loud. I couldn't print after you know nine o'clock because it would wake up the neighborhood practically. Yeah, but but I mean it was. <laughs> but but think about it. You had the capacity to print something. I mean, how cool is that? Right. Now, okay, now. You got seventh graders who I guarantee you are able to email or text their teacher if they have a question. Like my 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 kids, my uh, my oldest son, they have a group. Like his his the group that of of the class that he's in. So she's in basically in constant contact with parents and teachers yep. all the time, and and he could be too. And I'm thinking to myself, and Mr. Mackey was worried about whether or not this paper was yours. Like, right. Right. It's funny to think that we, you know, <laughs> these are different parts of the same lifetime, right? Like this is, this is, exactly. it's sort of crazy when you think about the capacity that we have. And you remember how, how often it was that like, it was rare that you get a new piece of software because it was expensive and it was, right. you know, it was, it was questionable. You didn't know anyone who had the software. It's not like at this point, this was long before people were sharing stuff. Like, you know, when we, by the time we got out of college and, you know, stuff there, people were, were, you know pirating stuff like crazy but you didn't you couldn't really pirate stuff that much then i guess you probably could if you wanted to but there weren't that many people that were using software at all so like right. if you bought a new piece of software you're probably the first person to to use it you know right and and even if you did you didn't have to pirate it to share it because you didn't install it anywhere yeah yeah because like if i loaded a game i loaded it that time and then i turned my computer off and it was basically gone when I wanted to play it again, I had to, had to reload turn it on it. and yeah, exactly. put the disc in and reload it. Or before I had the disc drive, I had to load it on a tape. Yeah, yeah. I had, I, a, cassette, I had, a, ta I had a tape drive, tape. and I, I swear to God, I'm not sure I ever made the cassette drive work <laughs> ever. I had, that was I had a I had a uh, I had a Commodore 64, and they. I remember. I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I remember having a a disc drive on. Uh, well, it was on order. I want to say it was on layaway at Kmart, but maybe it was just on order. <laughs> like layaway, they 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 let a kid do layaway. It doesn't make any sense. But I think I think maybe I might have been for, I don't know. It may have been a special order of at Kmart. Like why would I go to Kmart to buy Kmart. a friggin' disc driver? Yeah. But I had a Commodore sixty four, and that thing. The thing about it was, if you use the cartridges, it was fast, and it was it was like a right. decent game system. But it was yep. a horrible computer. It was just awful, <laughs> and they they build it as the, like like great for everything. Well, that was that was a second rate computer compared to yours, and and uh, but I, I do remember. I mean, it was. I think you had. Well, remember people moved to IBM and like sort of PCs in mm -hmm. probably by the time high school. When do you think you had your first PC? Uh, it was probably high school, tenth, eleventh grade. Yeah. I think I will never forget. Remember the hard drive, the sounds, the hard drives would yes. Be? The Click, 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 click. Yeah, click, they were click. really. I mean, they were they were loud and they were they were yeah. uh, in, almost intimidating sounding, right? Like they would the way they would re read, right? I remember. Okay, Brett Camisa had a a Franklin Junior or a, or an IBM Junior or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was, it was uh, like PC. I think it was a PC, PC Junior. junior. It was like this hipster yeah. computer because it had. Remember, it had a wireless keyboard and it was a right. wireless infrared keyboard. So you had <laughs> yeah, it, it had it had to be. It was direct line of sight. And but it was like it was pretty powerful for a computer at that time. I, I remember that vividly, and I'm like, oh wow, now things are really getting serious because you had a hard drive, and you didn't have to reload your your operating system every time you turned your computer on. You know, right? That was revolutionary. It had, it had what 
10 megabytes probably yeah 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 <laughs> on, on the hard drive and and the reality <laughs> is it's like it also it also didn't have a graphical uh, a graphical based operating system either like right. i think the max and the windows came along at some point in there but but like most like a, an actual like a mouse was really revolutionary at that point if some if something had a mouse that was that was beyond reality like who even knew right right it's it's just so funny to think like when we were when we were young and impressionable this is when all this <laughs> stuff was being invented you know i know it was wild yeah i i took my first mac to college so in 1989 okay and it was the one that looks like the welding helmet you yeah, know yeah that has i think it's a nine inch monitor in it that's just black and white yeah yeah and it had the, it had the it had the sound that they still have actually the the gong sound that yeah. everything like that and uh i remember the, i actually got a mac when i was in dental school i i got hold your breath now power <laughs> the powerbook 145 oh wow it was it was a grayscale it was a grayscale laptop and it was it was a brick by the way it was an absolute brick the thing was like at the time i thought it was the coolest thing ever but it was Oh, yeah. Like in you know, compared to hardware now, they are they are big and heavy and and uh and it had a trackball uh, oh, yeah. built into that was it. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. It had a trackball, and uh, but I I was the only person that had a laptop in dental school. Like no one had a laptop. That was that was really high end. I I I know that like when we went to visit University of Minnesota, my parents only jumped at it because because it was a, you know it was a special deal for students there's no way i was gonna get the computer but i mean it's like half off or whatever so they got it and i was just like oh my gosh and i was so i was a mac guy from the beginning because that's that's kind of what they had from the university of minnesota um so yeah i had a i had that it might be four years later it would have been 1993 so and i would take it to i take it to class it did have a battery but the battery life was like 20 minutes or something it was, oh, yeah. it was ridiculous <laughs> so i'd have to plug in but i did i took notes i took notes with a, a laptop in dental school in the in the mid that's crazy yeah that is freaking crazy no one else did like i was i was the only one i think everyone thought i was a freak uh but i could type because remember i had mrs glines back in eighth right. grade she that's taught right. me how to type you know and i i wanted to be like rich so i could type and I, it was faster than <laughs> writing so basically i took notes uh, actually, yeah, by the time I was third year, we had in dental school, we had what they called a, they called it a note co-op and we would, everyone would pay in, you know, 50 bucks a quarter or whatever <laughs> to get all the notes. And you'd be assigned a couple lectures every quarter that you had to take notes for. And, and after a while I realized that some people took good notes and some people took horrible notes. And so you were rolling the dice as to whether or not who, who got what <laughs> lecture. So I just took notes for myself, and after a while, the note co-op wanted my notes. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> I could have been my own because I could type fast. And I had I had the right. laptop, yeah. So it was awesome. That's back when, and then that's when floppy disks became the. They were the smaller plastic. We thought that was just the the cutting edge. Floppy disks oh, were the yeah. were the hard floppy disks. That was good good times. It's crazy. And at that point, that's when like the actual internet was somewhat available. Like you could, uh, the computer labs at University of Minnesota were pretty busy. Whether you were mm -hmm. using them for for classwork or whatever but i mean like and you started to have some kind of you know email and that sort of thing i actually would use like an aol account and stuff at my uh in in dental school like back in my my room i lived in a, fr a dental fraternity house which uh cool. yeah it was, it was it was well a dental fraternity house Sci omega was co-ed just you know as men and women uh so basically people joined the co-ed uh it sounds way sexier than it actually was it was basically because we had a really good parking lot is what it was like because <laughs> people who were commuters wanted a good place to park so right. we had we had a, an absolutely horrible house the the, the Sci Omega house at minnesota was an absolute dump uh but you could live there as you could men and women lived there it was much like a small dumpy dorm but they had what most people joined because we had a really good parking lot yeah uh, but i had i had like a, a modem in my room and that was revolutionary like i could dial into the university of minnesota and, and get access to i guess email and and that mm -hmm. sort of thing so it just it's funny to think like our entire lives are pretty much taken over by this. Literally, we're talking into a microphone and we're going to release this out on the internet so the world can listen to it. Like I'm right. trying to, I'm right. trying to, if I got in a time machine right now and explain to my dental school self, or better than that, our eighth grade selves, that we would be doing this 30 years later, uh, we, I don't think we'd understand. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think we had a sense that we were at the beginning of something that was going to be interesting or that, that this was just sort of the the very very early stages of something big but i don't think we would imagine that it would be this big that we'd watch tv on on the internet yeah and now, I, I don't know that of... i don't know that it is it's funny it's like 
it's easy to say it's easy to think that we had an idea of where it was going but it was hard, it was hard to know it is funny that the similarities are there like the bullet board right. system and all the similarities are definitely there but it's like who would have guessed that we'd be you know we literally have more computing power in our pocket than we ever right. had anywhere like who who would have known and the wireless capacity where basically you have access to the internet wherever you are like where, yeah it's there's so much there's so much that's bad about it actually that like you know like in in retrospect be nice if we were less connected in a lot of ways it seems like because it's just like like you said it's so easy to check your email it's so easy to go on facebook it's so easy to do this stuff and and like you said that that hit of dopamine from the very beginning that's always been it that's always been the reason you want to see what people react to you know right <laughs> and it's, and it's funny you know, i hadn't thought about it in those ways that now it's just getting like getting a like on Instagram or Facebook or wherever else. And it's exactly what we were looking for every time we dialed into the wizard's connection to see if somebody had had reacted to our last post. And even if it was not something remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. it probably never was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even I, I do remember that we you know, there were lots of feuds and, and people would people would I remember Clay was the the master of having multiple characters and he would feud with uh-huh. himself. And everyone would right. get, I can't believe you said that. You know, it was, it was like, right. but it was like, there was so much drama that you could do. And it was like, basically, it's just one more, one more canvas to paint on for human beings to create that kind of drama and to create, it's just like, like it was cool technology at the time, but it was still just that human impulse of connection, you know, in, in right. sort of, a, in sort of this weird way. I do, I just remember vividly, like there would be days where we would just, we literally burn the day away, just dialing in and then getting off and waiting to dial right. back in. Or you dial in too early and, and no one would right. react. You're like, ah, oh, so disappointed, you know? Right. <laughs> I remember my my first email account, which was pretty much right after I went away to the University of Missouri. And nobody else had email yet. And you had to go to this building that was like a shack yeah. on the far end yeah. of campus. Yeah. Because nobody else wanted emails yet. So to sign up for an email address, and it was my student number. Yeah. And it was, it was, it seemed like nonsense, but then I had a, a bunch of friends who were logging into this thing they called the internet. Yeah. And, you know, this is in 1989, 1990. Yeah. So it was very early. You sit down and you get a, a prompt basically on a green screen, a, 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 a Unix prompt, and you'd say, tell so-and-so something. And that's basically how you chatted. You could chat with anybody around the world yeah. who was logged in at the time. Yeah. And then you could build a friends list and you could do just a lot of the same things that you do online today. But it was all text-based. There were no graphics or anything. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that that had so much appeal, like knowing what we have now where we basically, mm-hmm. if you go on vacation, everyone sees every picture you ever took on vacation. And then, right. and, and then we had literally green screen texts and we still were totally psyched to have that. Right. Like that, right. that was the kind of thing that would literally keep you up at night, you know, even though there was like nothing to it. Right. It, it is, it's, it's kind of, it's so cool to see what it's become and remember what there was. <laughs> I mean, like you talk about dialing into the internet at that point, you're like, I didn't even know what to use it for. Like I didn't have any actual use for it. I was like, you said, I didn't have any friends that had email. <laughs> so like, right. I can't email anyone. There's no one's got an email address. I didn't even know. Like I, I would so my dental school friends had emails because they'd just gotten them just like I did. So I would email them. Right. right? I mean, but I'd see them at school all the time. So it didn't really make any sense. Uh, right. It took a while before I was able to use it for, you know, I, I suspect, I know you, uh, you must've at some point and John must've had some email addresses at time. It'd be, it'd mm-hmm. be really interesting to go back and see like who I even emailed with back then. Like, right. Remember you, it, you had to fight with yourself as to what, what, what software, what email software you were going to use. You know, would you use Eudora? <laughs> would you use, you know, it's just, it's, it's wacky. It's crazy to think of all the different, think of all the money you spent on stuff when in reality now everything's built into a browser, you know, or everyone's right. built into, built into Facebook or whatever. It's just like for functionality. Oh my gosh. Right. If, if you were a fan, if you were like into it, you could spend a lot of money on that stuff if you wanted to. And, and you still could. Sure. There's, there's still there's still a lot of software packages that do the same thing as anything else, but one is free and built in, and one is fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's. True. <laughs> I just remember. I remember this too. This is. I should wrap up after this. In dental school, there's a. Uh, you get the Mac warehouse catalog. 
And oh yeah. Remember they would they would send you anything overnight for free, like overnight right. shipping for free. And that was like if you had if you're like me and you had no impulse control, you'd you'd get that <laughs> stuff and it'd show up. You like there was a lot of stuff. My poor parents burned up that credit card. There was there was a <laughs> their stuff would show up and you're like, Man, and, and now you think about it and most software is literally just downloaded in seconds. And so so right. so even that overnight from Mac Warehouse was a really long trip, you know, compared to now. If you if you make the and, and most the thing of most of the software is is a lot of software isn't purchased as much as it's just the functionality is in what you're using. It's crazy, right? Wow, yes, it's so nuts how things have changed. All right, Rich, this was a this was a lovely walk down memory lane. This we, was awesome. We'll definitely do it again. But I wondered I wondered if we would dig into some of the stuff we did and we did because literally I'm just sitting here kind of like picturing myself sitting in your room. In like in like eighth or ninth grade, like <laughs> like waiting to dial in or playing jump man or or you know wondering what the next thing was. It's just it's hilarious to like I can I can practically like I'm like there. I totally remember it. So funny. Yeah, the, the rest of my afternoon is going to be spent looking at old pictures of uh, Atari 400s. Yeah. Oh, totally. To figure out. <laughs> totally. I will. I'm definitely. I'll put links up to everything I can find in the show notes just so everyone can. Uh, Everyone can can look at what the heck we were talking about. It's so funny. But Rich, thank you so much awesome. for being on with me. This was fantastic. Oh, hey, thanks for having me on. This is fun. What a great time. Okay. If you guys enjoyed this, you can uh, hit me at Alan at uh, Alan at MeadFamilyDental.com or or catch me online on Facebook, all that stuff. If you want to join the uh, Alan Mead Experience Facebook group, you you can join, but you gotta give the password. And I only give the password out on the podcast. So it'd be either Premier or Cosminant. You can hop in. I'll bring I'll bring Rich into it too, so you guys can ask questions about how nerdy we actually were. And uh, and thanks a lot, Rich. This was a blast. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks. It was fun. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>